0: Welcome to A Giant's Journey, where we get to tune in and go even deeper with Giants from Awakening Giants and celebrating and igniting the giant that you are as you are watching. As you hear what we're about to share, synthesize that for yourself. What is your own perspective? What resonates with you? Really listen from that place. And today's topic is human connection and love in a digital age. I'm Lynn Rose. I'm a media entrepreneur and I've been a part of uh, so far every episode of Awakening Giants and been part with the Giants and in, in helping as we deliver our message. We're ready to bring on a superstar giant. I am so excited to hear her perspective and I know she has a unique one as well and I got to know her in San Diego and <laughs> she was the only one in the ropes to catch The uh, trapeze and she was just a leader for all of us. So very happy to bring on Debbie Montgomery. She's an award winning author and international speaker. She is the creator of the woman with a smile. You got to find out more about what that means. Debbie, thank you so much for joining us and I'm interested and excited to hear your perspective on human connection and love in the digital
1: age. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited because uh, there was a time in my life, and it was in 2010, right after my husband passed away very suddenly, that I was thrown into being a widow, which I hate that word, a single mom, and I didn't like that either, Um, but also an entrepreneur running my husband's company, which I knew nothing about. It was an online company, and so I had to find out how to run it, and as I was doing that, I became very much isolated in my home and my my social connection with people was limited. And most of it was when I would go to the swimming pool to take care of myself physically, and it allowed me to swim, and, and people have heard this before, but I used to cry in the pool. Um, I was around people, but I wasn't really with them. I wasn't with them connected to the heart. And so uh, about six months after Lou died, my girlfriends were like, Deb, you need a life. You've gotta get out, you've gotta do stuff. And and honestly, I was a little bit scared. And I heard the other day, someone said, um, Fear and I had a breakup. That was Janelle Anderson, another one of our, our gals. And, and when I heard that, I'm like, you know what? I feared trying to get out of my home and and socialize again because I wasn't a drinker. I didn't go to bars and I I had, had very wholesome things i did but i also found that um at this time i wasn't part of the family group anymore i wasn't part of the singles group i didn't want to be part of the singles group and the group that i did connect with my, were my old men friends whose wives had died and i was kind of like their daughter that was my human connection but that was even limited and so when my girlfriend said try online dating i was like oh, i don't know you guys i'm a little bit trepid about this and so i dipped my toe in and i was very careful at least I thought it was. I felt online, the online presence was safe. I mentioned it to my mom and one of her 70 year old friends had met her husband online. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if she can meet somebody and all my girlfriends had met somebody, then I can. And I felt very safe about it. And again, this is in 2010. So I kind of dipped my toe in and I looked for a faith-based site looking for like-minded people, like-hearted people. And I, went in and I didn't have a buddy to help me I thought I put up the perfect profile with good looking pictures but I gotta tell you that some of the men that were out there were just not what I was looking for like they didn't know how to write well our list didn't come across well their pictures were not so perfect it's not like that gorgeous picture that you see on Facebook these days um until one guy came on and he was very handsome and he was an international businessman and his profile was extraordinary. He could write really well. And so we connected um, on the dating site for a short period of time and then he was traveling. So he said, Deb, let's move over to Yahoo Chat. I was very technologically challenged at that point. And so he stepped me through from the safe website to Yahoo Chat, which was great because it was instant messaging at any hour of the night. And what I loved about our online connection was I was able to write. I wrote for hours. We talked to each other almost every day. And I was able to spill my heart out by writing to him. And it was extraordinary. It was therapeutic for me to get my whole story out. I actually have 4,000 pages of journal from that two year relationship. But what I didn't know, and this is where I've become the poster child or the super survivor of online dating, is that I will be the greatest supporter of online dating, but I need for you to know that you've got to be, you've got to protect yourselves. Because many, most of the online profiles out there, especially on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Words with Friends even, um, are scammers. And we don't know that. We go into these online things trusting uh, with our heart because we want people to be good and kind and supportive. And we find that I found after a two-year re- two relationship where I had helped him with his business. And if you want to know more about that story, it is thewomanbehindthesmile.com. Um, but I had trusted this person, trusted my Eric, because he became family. And I connect with family. I love my family. And even got to the point, though, where online, when Eric and I were having this relationship online, because I never did see him over the two years, which was safe for me. But my kids started saying, Mom, don't, don't, don't. And when you hear that, I was like a two-year-old. I was like, I'm the adult here. Leave me alone. And so I pushed my kids away. My best friend said, Dad, be careful. I'm not quite sure. You haven't seen him. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And so she backed off because she didn't want to lose me as a friend. But he became my all. He isolated me again from my friends and family. And this is what we want to be careful. Internet connection, online connections are wonderful. I mean, look what we're doing today. We've met extraordinary people around the world online. But be careful to trust your your heart over your head because that's what I did. I wanted my heart to be filled up and I learned a lot from my online relationship. I healed from the inside out because of the writing that I did. He listened and those online scammers are trained to listen and they're trained to tell you what you want to hear. And even though I thought I was in control, I don't know that I was. My safety zone back here was saying, oh, he's gonna take care of you, he's gonna come home and things are gonna be great. And my gut, which might've given me some yellow flags, I, I totally ignored. I just, he rationalized everything for me. And I thought, you know what? He's a good guy, he's got a family, got to know his, here's a great connection. I got to know his son, I got to know his sister, I got to know his attorney, all through Yahoo Chat. And as we heard before, when it's online like that or when it's texting, you miss the emotion, you create the emotion that you want. And I wanted to have that seven-year-old boy and I wanted to have that new sister-in-law. And so I built up, I'm sure in my mind now, this great family. But all in all, what I want you to be careful of is you don't have to be friends with everybody on Facebook. You don't have to have 5,000 friends. You're, they're not gonna be your friends. You, you need to discriminate in who your friends are. You need to look at their profiles carefully. Look to see who their friends are, if you can. Look to see who they follow because those, those tricks will come out. You'll see something that doesn't seem right. Read their posts, read the last time they posted. Um, and then again, secure your own profile. This is really important. Secure your profile because when, you're, when a scammer puts a picture up, it's a stolen picture. He's impersonated somebody. You'll see that with military guys or really good looking people. They could be models, they could be, they could be Lynn Rose. <laughs> if you go and Google your own name, you'll probably see your name. You Google the man's name. Um, here's another trick, go do a reverse search for his photo because if he's a scammer, it's gonna show up somewhere else and they know that now. So be aware of what's out there. Just be careful to protect yourself first Um, Again, online dating is great. My daughter met a gentleman that way, my friends have. But if you haven't seen him in two weeks, he's probably a scammer. If he asks you for money, he's definitely a scammer. Um, I just want you to to understand that love can be found online, but I actually found my, the husband, my dear husband, I've remarried. I met him through friends Um, and they've done a background check. So there's your little online connection, do a background check on somebody um but just be careful not to fear but to be aware just be cautious and and have fun but i always say now you might want to have a dating buddy one that will help you and protect you and maybe give you that kick in the pants when something just doesn't seem right um and again be careful not letting your heart rule your head because that's when we get into trouble but the internet connection worldwide we. I've met some wonderful women and they've connected with me and I've, I've fallen in love with these women. They're wonderful girls. Um, so just be careful be aware, be cautious. Um, don't be scared. Just enjoy, enjoy the connection, especially in these times of isolation, because we do need to connect with other people.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so, so great and really important words. And I love that you looked at what, is the lessons what was the good that came out of it you know even though there was the issues and the awareness that you got on the other side of it one of the things too i would take the message that you said in that we've got to be careful not to start projecting because i've always said when it comes to online dating it you do not know even no matter how many conversations and things you've written and everything it begins the connection now officially once you meet in person then you're outside of the projecting because also people can do a thing, even if it is a real and not a scam. They start projecting who this person is, what they look like, what life is like, and it becomes our, in a way, we get to control the ideal. <laughs> and, and then when you meet a person, it can never live up to the ideal. And then you're missing the real connection piece that is you know what's beautiful to be human, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the all facets of it. So um, as you look at that, I mean, anything more you'd say about the, the projection piece of it or lessons that you got to take away from that experience?
1: I think all of us just have to be careful when we're looking at when we're on social media because we are comparing ourselves to the perfection of other people. And we're, we're looking for the good. No I mean, many of us try to get out there without makeup on or do something that's you know, authentic, But for the most part, people are trying to put their best face out there, and that's not going to be the authentic, and that's what you've got to be scared of. Um, What I do want people to know is that if you've been scammed, or if you want to know and be aware of scams, other than uh, romance scams, there are relationship scams out there, which is business scamming and, and impersonation. I uh, belong to a a very important organization called SCARS, which is the Society for Citizens Against Relationship Scams. It's based in Miami and I'm on their board of advisors. You can go to the website anyscam.com and find out about any scam. You can report a scam there. uh, From the parent, grandparent scam to the BEC, which is business email compromise. There's just, there's scam every day, every day. Um, And so, when you project yourself into the scam and you'll do that because you have a big heart, you want to help. You want to be there for somebody. Be aware that their best interest is maybe not your best interest and just be careful. Just be really careful of, of what you're connecting with. And and honestly, even in person, I've met a lot of people who have been in relationships for a year or two and then they find out the person that they are in a relationship with is not the real person. So do your due diligence and just really seek. And then, you know, I ask God, I say, hey, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And if I just sit and allow, I think I'll feel that I'll get that feeling as some of the other girls have said today, just feel. And if it feels right, then go for it. But if you have that twinge of, uh-huh, I'm not so sure, then back off and maybe ask somebody to help you with this one. And what's good
0: too, is you're an example of even with that having happened, you found love, you know? Oh. So it can happen even when you go through a
1: rocky road or an upset or a disappointment, that's shocking. So thank you. Don't tune your heart out to loving again, because once you do, you'll never find it. So be open.
0: Beautiful. All right. Let's bring on uh, one of our awakening giants, who is someone who says, if I know I want something, I will find a way. And I got to share our first location um, in San Diego with the beautiful Esther Greeter, Greta Greeter. Greeter. <laughs> I was so impressed by Esther's dedication. She actually lives and walks her talk and how she supports others as well. She just found a way to get herself all the way to the other side of the country to the US and to participate in Awakening Giants and has such a beautiful spirit. Esther Greeter is a passionate yogini, a life-loving optimist, big-thinking visionary, and transformative life coach. And boy, does that nail you, my sister. So Esther, i um, love to hear your perspective on human connection and love in a digital age.
2: I would like to start with a story I just remembered when I was thinking about um, human connection a little story that really, really touched my heart. It's a story about a four year old boy whose neighbor just lost his wife. And one day he went over to see him. Um, He didn't have to go to school. So he went to see the, the neighbor because he saw him cry. So he went over and as he came back, his mom asked him, what did you do there? What did you tell him? Was he sad? And he said, Well, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there and I was helping him cry. This little story of a little boy sitting with this old man and just helping him to cry um, really touched my heart because that kind of shows the essence of what I'm practicing in my work, in my life, this true human connection. So in my work, I work a lot in the women's circle, so I use the magic of that circle. And we have one guideline, and or we have different guidelines, but one of the guidelines is we don't fix each other. We mm-hmm. don't change each other. We, With our presence, we hold each other's space for transformation. A little similar as the boy is doing with the man, we are also holding space for each other when someone is experiencing intense emotions or whatever is coming up. There might be transformation. There may be letting go of some some old beliefs or also the sharing of our most vulnerable sites and all the healing that is coming from this, from just presence. And in our digital world, I feel like that we're so much into knowledge and fixing and getting one more self-help help book or another, getting another webinar or seminar or whatever to get more knowledge. And I feel the most, the best thing we can do for each other is just sitting and listening. Um, I really like the work of Jeff Foster and he has a a poem with the title, How to sit with someone with a broken heart. Mm -hmm. Um, there's you don't have to fix anything you don't have to do anything and for me as a life coach it's so it feels so good to know that I never have to fix anyone I never have to really do anything I can challenge them I can mirror them I can hold space and so much is just happening from this I think that's one thing I really really want to share with you that we remember that we always remember Just sitting there, just being very present is such a gift we give to each other. And this can heal so much as well. So as we're now stepping into a very different, a very uncertain time of we don't really know what's happening, um, even though we can't really see each other in person anymore, we can still give each other the gift of presence. So what I do, for example, now is I say every day, um, at nine in the morning and now at nine, nine in the evening, I will be present, focusing on the la- alignment of my thoughts, singing a mantra or, or just bringing all my attention on the positive, positive vibrations to rise my vibrations to not stay in fear when we don't know what's happening right now. And I invite my, my women, my circle, all everyone around to join me and we, we can really feel that presence we're sharing with each other. Even if you're not with each other, so that's the gift I want to give today to you the gift of presence and inspire you to maybe say less and listen more. Mm,
0: so beautiful, Esther. Thank you. I love that. I can just feel it, it's just so juicy. And it reminds me of you know, when we've seen friends, and I've been that person as well. I'll share my side in a moment, but where someone may be posting about something hard they're going through or a challenge or what's coming up and then their community rallies behind in the comments, basically holding presence, listening, supporting, reflecting back and getting that support. And that's just digitally online. We can be with each other in that way. I love um, what you do with the Women's Circle. Now because of this time that's uncertain and the coronavirus, are you translating that digitally so like to zoom or one way to have the circle still just like we are here but just in our own homes
2: yeah totally i have um now i've always played a little bit online and done some stuff but now um yes we are moving into the into zoom meetings and um facebook meetings whatever whatever we have but yeah we do translate because one of the things with my yoga classes with my women's circle is now is the time to practice so we never stop practicing whatever happens like my meditation teacher he went to jail because they were not allowed to to practice yoga they still did it and then they did it in jail so for me it's like if you have your practice if you have your mission in life nothing can stop you Um, as we heard before, um, if you can breathe, you can basically meditate, you can be present. <laughs> I love it. And nothing can stop you. You were such an
0: example of that when it came to Awakening Giants, less. It's incredible. Thank you, Esther. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Wow. Well, now it is turn (laughs) and I am an Awakened Giant I'm Lynn Rose Uh, I'm a media entrepreneur I also was the media trainer and of support for the Giants in each of the locations and I have two companies a speaking training company and a company that helps experts launch or up-level their presence online and I do big events um, which is actually where my juiciest is being live but doing big events uh, speaking on business motivational speaking and inspiration and I'm a singer, so that's a lot, but it all can translate online. And and I've been loving hearing everyone's perspective and different ways we translate that through our own experience. And you listening, what your own experience is. And one of the things I I am so excited about the platform that we're we are releasing, and what I love about Awakening Giants as well, because we can use this technology to amplify who we are, to expand who we are, to really deepen the connection. Doesn't have to lessen the connection because it's online. And just like any technology, it brings out the best of us and the worst of us. So we we already know the worst of us where that is the trolls or the scammers like we heard Debbie talk about or the people who will shame and blame and attack each other online, and bullies online, or even the incredible disinformation and misinformation that unfortunately has has led to you know so much suffering, if you will. Well, that's the worst of us, but the best of us. And and it doesn't get talked about as much. But when you think about social media, and I know this because I've been um I like being kind of um a what would you call it a forerunner I kind of like see what's coming in technology and jump on right away I was on day one of Periscope which was a a live streaming app it still is Um, and Facebook live and and all of these technologies and back in 2010 I was approached by the silent investor of Twitter to create a video about using your voice for good in social media and in that process I learned so much that I had no idea what was going on and the degrees to which this way that now everyone on the planet has a voice and can be heard. Whether you are in Africa, you're in India, you're in Iraq, you're in Australia, you're in the United States, you're in China, everyone has a voice that can be heard. And we can use that voice for good or we can use that voice and some of the ways I, I, I kicked this off with. Um, but what's so beautiful is what's been able to happen because of these interconnected ways. And in Egypt, uh, for instance, in Egypt, if you remember, it was through social media that it was organized, the revolt that happened in Egypt and got to bring back the government back to the people. Uh, in, in social media, there's so many stories that I learned and you may know as well different ones, but this one really touched me. A doctor in Ohio who only had a 1,000 followers, which I guess in social media is not considered as much, but she only had a 1,000 followers. Um, And she was an oncologist, so she was working with cancer patients and her dying cancer patient, her dying wish, she had bone cancer, her dying wish was to dance on the Ellen show while she could still stand before she could die. And she just put that out on her social media said anyone have any way we can make this happen or any connection or whatever and it got legs people spread it put it out it grew it went viral and next thing you know that patient was flown to los angeles and danced on the ellen show with ellen now that's just a small little thing there's so many things that have happened where social media because we are interconnected digitally that way in in the time of Haiti in the earthquake they were able to get military aid to areas through what they put out on Twitter where military communications weren't even as effective and it goes on and on from homeless to reuniting people to new friendships made now for me I'm a very social person actually I'm finding I don't feel that isolated because I get to still have this connection with those that I love. A friend of mine threw her birthday party online, and it was a dance party, and we were all dancing together. <laughs> Instead of being in person, we did it online. <laughs> and I have friends that I have met through this process that somehow we came across each other, who knows how we showed up, but we became friends from afar. And we even say, I love you. We have developed this relationship over the years and yet we've never met and yet we might have mutual friends that I know in person, but it's it's so stunning what is possible if we allow it and we trust it and we take advantage of it. Like Angela said, Marco Polo has, if you know what Marco Polo is, it's an app, I don't know if it's around the world, it sure is here in the United States. And Marco Polo kind of lets you do video messages like Voxer does audio messages back and forth and tracks them and has them on a ongoing cloud and very easy to access, Marco Polo allows you to video messages like that and other ways to share. And it's brought my family so much closer together because we'll just drop off these messages or friendships completely deepen because we're all in our busy lives. How can we find time that can both work on both schedules to get on the phone and, and be with each other, which is a great when you can, but to have this um, capability to keep the connection alive. And if anything, amplified and growing. So human connection and love can be translated through this digital process. And in fact, even found as we heard like through Match. I have friends that um, I had, in fact, one that I've done a lot of business with. It's one of my dearest friends. And I met him back in 2000, the year 2000 when online dating had just kind of started. And I have to remember that I initially met him through online dating. It didn't work out to be dating, but we became and stayed friends. And we have this incredible connection. And we've been friends mostly from afar since that time. But that can keep that connection alive. So really honor it. And to understand that just like anything in life, it's not black and white. It's not either or, it's complex. There's many layers. And so we can look for the good. Anything that happens to us, what are we gonna translate it as? We get to create the meaning. So take this beautiful platform uh, and the many different ways you can connect digitally and take advantage of it. Not think, oh, I can't because there's all this, the trolls or the disinformation or whatever, but there's all sorts of beauty happening at the same time too. People lifting each other up, inspiring each other. I know for me, when I would do Facebook Lives, there were times And I was going through my breakup and I shared the process with my community and had incredible support. It's just me talking on the camera, but seeing their comments and hearing back and forth and then hearing from people, some people I didn't even know, saying how much of a difference that meant for them just in sharing that piece of life. So as we allow that to happen, and when it comes to the trolls and things, like I came up with this expression back in the day of Periscope because they had a lot of issues with trolls. That's a terminology for someone who comes on and starts shaming and blaming or bullying you. And my, my phrase is bless, block, bye bye you know, move on. <laughs> you just, you know, you get to create your experience. And that's why too, I'm so excited about this platform we're creating that allows people to come together for the purpose of doing good, being able to better their own life and connect with each other to collaborate and amplify our collective voices to better the world and gamify that process. That's called wow maker that's coming soon. So that's my take on the human connection and love in the digital age. I'm on online dating too, so let's see what comes up. (laughs) I'm open. You know, we at least put it out there and find out. Wishing you all a beautiful day, beautiful evening, whatever time where it is. Really absorb the messages that came through and however that resonated with you. And uh, see what way you can deepen and amplify your human connection and love in this digital age. I'm Rose and our giants, and we say, Thank you for joining us on A Giant's Journey.
1: A Giant's Journey features our cast from Awakening Giants, providing tried and true tips for transcending to that next greatest version of you. We're talking about healing trauma, the human connection, prosperity, money, intimacy, sex, secrets to manifesting miracles, spiritual fulfillment, and so much more. You'll hear personal and vulnerable stories, some not shared anywhere else except on our Awakening Giants TV episodes. Thank you so much for joining us. Together, we can awaken more giants all across the globe.